talking with Maserati, the one and only, you bum ass nigga. For the first episode, we have El Stupido. <laughs> El Stupido. So, on uh, what's today? Today is the 27th. What happened today? Sex, love, and heartbreak drop. Okay, good, good, good. Quick question. We're gonna. I got a bunch of questions. This this is just all over. It's my first. I guess what we call this a vlog podcast. Vlog podcast. So we got the whole squad in here. We're not the whole squad. Some of the bum ass niggas, you know, they be late to shit. So we got a. Uh, Glenn Dean's A&R and also doing the sound. We got J-Rock in here. So, what made you call it Sex, Love, and Heartbreak? Well, first of all, I was just going through a lot of the things that I was going through in life, and I just seemed that the beats that I was choosing and picking and the songs that I was writing, and originally I wanted to call it IMF, which was in my feelings. And then I thought about it again, and I was like, damn, well, Sex, Love, and Heartbreak goes too with what I'm writing. So I had asked a question to uh, to a friend of mine, and he was like, well, sex, love, and heartbreak sounds better. It's more attractive. And I was like, you know what? So I'll, that's why I stuck with that one. There's 13 songs on sex, love, and heartbreak. Give me the, the songs your least favorite, not because it's not as good, but it's so hard to listen to because of the the whole meaning of the song or the purpose for the song or that you know like you always write a certain song that you love it but you don't like it because you got to listen to it if you get what i'm saying i think it's only one to be honest and that's devil's joke devil's joke and why is that just at the sit at the time the situation that i was in it was just so much going on and that song was like really too real I felt like on that song I might have been a little too honest about what was going on when I opened up but you know music is an emotion and you write your emotions so what was in the song came out came out and it's just like damn like every time I play it back I just be like damn like I went through that so that's that one now from your first debut mixtape as a solo artist stupid to your second Taurus to your third sex love and heartbreak what do you see the growth and the difference in the in between the difference between the three i should say i think with stupid which was i wrote and i had wrote that with the mind state of i'm gonna just drop this and i'm done but once the ball got rolling and i got my fire back taurus came along um taurus was of course, written by myself and produced by Maserati. You know, it just it had a just a total different meaning just in general. You know, like it was like, all right, you know, I came with stupid and that went one way. Taurus came and went another way. Sex, love and heartbreak was just something totally different in general by itself because it was like me just opening up myself into my life and what I got going on at the time in the moment. Okay. Seeing as stupid was your debut mixtape, and you said they got the ball back rolling, so we gotta kind of drop back a little bit and, and double back and say, well, what made you become a solo artist? What made me become a solo artist is uh, things that happened within Slam Squad that I didn't agree with, and you know, with everybody having a minus three heads, so everybody trying to be on the same page and sometimes getting together and sometimes not getting together, you know, 
it caused a conflict. And at the end of the day, things didn't pan out and they didn't work how they were supposed to. So, you know, I ended up where I should have been in the first place, which is by myself. Because I'm full of shit and I just like, I like the fuckery. What do you mean things didn't work out like what they're supposed to? And what are you talking about exactly? Can you elaborate? Because I'm not with, I don't do the politically correct questions and answers. I'm not with that shit. So God you damn. have to like really break that shit down. So Niggas, can... look, look, check this out. We made an agreement. Not to do certain who the things. Fuck is we? Like I wanna know who I hate when niggas say, Oh we nigga, you ain't French. Who the fuck is we? I Tell am the French. story. <laughs> so me, Hector, and Relly came up and we were out and about met a female rapper. Okay, because you know they be holding stories. You're in a group. Right. What's the name of the group, please? Slam Squad. Okay there. Now tell your story. So I'm in a group, Slam Squad. We're all out having fun at uh, Cantina Lounge. We meet a girl that raps. I met a lot of bad bitches at Cantina Lounge. I fucked some bitches about a Cantina Lounge. I just want to put that in, but go ahead, tell your story. So we meet a girl that raps at Cantina Lounge. We bring her to the table. Boom. We all agreed not to mess with her whatsoever because it would mess up the business. Situations didn't plan, pan out that way. Somebody didn't, one of them ended up being over there with her. She wanted the other one. The one that was over there with her ended up sleeping with her. The other one ended up finding out. The group broke up. In that situation, because I've never really been in that situation, I, like, I kind of stay away from groups. What position did that put you in? How did that make you feel when you feel like, okay, we got something good going. This can be good for us. This could put us in a better position to change our way of life. How did you feel? From my perspective, because I didn't really care for it. I just told them at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like even with it happening, like, bro, I put the squad first. And with all of that going on, if all three of us can't put the squad first, then like, it's not going to work. You know, they said they wanted to. In the end, it didn't work that way. So what year was that? If you don't mind me asking. God. Was it 14? Was it? Wasn't 14? Nah, this was, nah. Before was that? it? To be honest, I couldn't even tell you. All right. Just the just, reason why I said this, I want to know, like, from that time to now, what really kept you from, like, really putting that first foot forward? Like, you know what? I think I'd be better as a solo artist, and that way I can get my dream across, or I can get my message across, or I can tell my story, as opposed to only writing that 16 in the group. I think once, once the group broke up, to be honest, I was in a rut <clears throat> to where I continued to write, but I didn't have that fire anymore. It was like once once that died, it was like a, a part of me had died as well. And I had stopped for a while until Mac Moe came along. And once I had moved to Texas and he came and he was like, oh, you know, like, oh, you writing? I'm like, yeah, I'm writing. You know, let me hear what you got. So I let him hear what I got. He was like, well, let's do a let's do a mixtape. And then that's when I came out with Kill Season in Texas. So that kind of like was the first step to me getting back before I had moved back and got into Uber with Maserati and James. Actually, let's rewind just about, let's rewind about nine months to the actual first reunion of that, of Slam Squad, which would be 714 for I'm from OC3. 
how was that for you when y'all was doing that song? That was a good feeling. It was a good feeling just to have all three of us back together, you know what I'm saying, doing what we was already doing. And just to be around people who I consider my day ones, but at the same time, it was just like, you know, after 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 it was done to go home and just th sit back and think like, dang, like, you know, like we did that. And it was like we never left. But at the same time, on a personal level, it's like, you know, how can it ever be again when, you know what I'm saying, everybody couldn't be on the same page before? Like, you, I mean, I know people grow and, and change and grow and mature, but it's like, can I trust you the same? Or can I, or is it gonna be the same? You know? So that kind of like threw me for a loop. And yet and still I'm by myself. So now we can go to Uber. Uber is interesting, Uber. Uber is very interesting because I remember with Uber, I literally was like hounding you for like weeks. Like, bro, I I'm putting out this, this compilation mixtape. It's called uh, We Want All The Smoke. It's 8182. I'm really like, look, I'm finna have, I think I had like 20 different artists out of Orange County. I'm only producing it. And I remember, um, if I'm telling the story correct, I had uh, James Frazier was in there. It was James Frazier, Matt Andrews, uh, Grimace Santana, Grimace Santana. I forgot how you say his name. Grimace though, Grimace. Um, it was like who yeah. else? Deffy Montana was there. Um, Hot Boy was there that day. He left. Uh, uh, what's up, the Troll Seven? Called himself Dom. Damn it, Don. Damn it, Dom was there. Um, and we were all working on these tracks. I remember I'm producing tracks back to back. We're in the studio. I'm hitting your line, like, bro. You said five o'clock. He's like, oh, I'm running late. I'm running late. So we started working on Uber. I think I had the beat down by the time you got. Yeah, you had you had the you was actually you was doing the beat when I walked in the door. I said I got this song. This is it. I said this going. I said this going to get you back right. It's going to get you back right. And he was like, oh, let me hear it. And I remember we was just sitting there, and I remember mumbling, Uber the pussy whenever I call her. Hey. And then I was remember like, um, we wrote it. We did it. Uh, I forgot how it happened because James Frazier went home early. So the question I'm really asking, the reason I, I set up that backdrop is, how did you feel when you walked in with all these artists working and you see, you know, me and I'm producing. You already know right. how I get. I get in my my little in the zone. producer mode. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you need to hop on this. You need to hop on this. And then say this, say that. How did that make you feel when you came into that camaraderie? When you feel like it's artists in here, they ain't no, no Hollywood shit. They not chasing women. They in here saying, let's, let's work. work, let's get it. We I, like. I remember when I think it was like we did our song. Yeah, you hop on it. And Def was like, yo, my nigga, shells got it going. We got to do this. How did that make you feel like when you walk into that environment? It made me feel welcomed. You know, like I hadn't I hadn't felt that feeling in a in a very long time. So walking in and feeling that, I was like, you know, like this could be home. So when we did it, <clears throat> I sat down, wrote my verse. I was like, yeah, this is it right here. And I remember I wrote it. We did Uber, and then we did Life right after. And as we did Life right after, and I sat there and I asked you, I was like, what if, what if I just want to make this like home full time? He was like, that's why I called you. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I believe in chess, not checkers. So I had been seeing everything that happened, and I, I met you like once or twice before I went to prison, and I was like, one, I didn't know you was a tourist in. Like, all tourists kind of act the same. We're the same to the T. But when we did the, the original one, I hit you. 
and I'm always notorious for this. I had the 714 song, like this is for the 714. I had that beat, I was gonna use it. You was like, let me hear some. I was like, let me play this. And you was on it, you wrote the hook. And then they end up coming later, uh, uh, Radio Rail and Hectic, and you was like, and my mind's like, well, let me see where their chemistry's at. If they click on this song and they go the extra mile to say, hey, Shells, can we do this? I'll be open to it because I've, I've always believed in relationships worth more than money. You want to say that. But sometimes some things are so far gone, you have to separate yourself. So fast forward, I kept hitting you like, let's work, let's work. It's free, it's free. Just, just come on. And Uber, everyone I let hear Uber, the, the partial that we had was like, that's it. That's it. And then remember, Art came through was like, let's shoot the video. Right. So now we're at the video shoot. How did you feel in that arena that you come from? I remember watching you guys had like so many videos. Y'all had like a thousand people in these videos. And y'all was just so turned at the time. And you know, a nigga like me in prison that came from that arena, like knowing that I was popping at one time was like, damn, these niggas on. They popping. How does it feel for you to go back in that arena like I'm back where I started? It's a new beginning. Like I, I feel like, you know, it's like waking up every day as a new beginning and you can make it what you want it to be. And at that time coming in and being back in the arena is like, you know, are you not entertained? Is this not what you want? So it's like now, like, <clears throat> not only can I give you this, but it's like I can give myself what I want and what you want at the same time. So it's like, you know, it's a double positive. Okay. Now, I'm real open about it. So, how I look at the game is I pick a target. So, what I do, I pick a target. I pick a nigga that's popping, and I, and I, I kind of analyze what he's doing. I don't mimic it, but I target it to where, like, okay, if that nigga beats go, I'm going to make my beats hotter. Or if he got a flow, I'm like, damn, that nigga got a flow. He got this crowd. I aim at it. Do you do that, or do you self-reflect and put the mirror in front of yourself and say, I got to do this, I got to do that? I put, the self, I put the mirror in front of myself. I really don't try to target anybody. I mean, I listen to a lot, but I don't find myself looking at somebody like, oh, well, he does this, so I got to do that or do this. It's more so just me and myself. Now, we've been, we've been doing music, so I, I know we got a lot, a lot of backstory we could talk about, but I want to talk about the process. The process from doing stupid to doing Taurus, to doing sex, love, and heartbreak. What can you say is different about each process? Stupid was more so me coming out of my shell. Taurus was more so us vibing together. Sex, love, and heartbreak was something totally different. And it took the longest, you know, nine, a nine-month process? Like a nine month, a nine month process of going through and doing a lot and sitting back and reflecting, talking, pinging off of each other a whole lot more than what we had already been pinging. And, you know, it's just that was just sex, love and heartbreak was just a colder and a colder situation that had a lot to go in. So, OK, off the sex, love and heartbreak, give me. Give me your favorite eight bars off of any song that, that in your mind that you'd be like, them eight bars was like either so cold the way you wrote it 
or the meaning behind it. Because, you know, I think a lot of people just skim through music. I don't really think they listen to it. So, I know me, I might go back to some old Pac shit or some old Jay shit and be like, damn, that nigga said some cold shit. Or I might go through my own shit and be like, damn, nigga, I said some cold shit. Because, you know, at, at certain points in our life, as artists, we're creatives. Right. So we create at a different level. When you're happy, you create at a happy level. Right. When you're in a dark place, you create at a dark place. So for you on Sex, Love, and Heartbreak, what was that eight bars that you could say, okay, you know what? That's a cool little pinnacle. Hmm. I never really thought about that. <clears throat> I feel like on Sex, Love, and Heartbreak, a lot of it, if not all of it, to me, is on the same level because it's I can't I can't really choose just an eight all of it is heartfelt from a place that I haven't been in or been able to express like that you know growing and maturing and being able to express things verbally so I can't really say As of sex, because sex, sex, love, and heartbreak is so new. You know, like, you know, when you first hear it, when you first write it, it's that, oh, I can't wait to drop this. Right. Then when you first drop it, it's like, oh, I can't wait till it's mixed. Once it's mixed, it's like, oh, I can't wait till it drops. What is the feeling once it drops? What's the feel? The feeling that once it drops is, I did that. Now, I want to see how the people are going to react. How are they going to take it? Are they going to be, you know, standoffish? They going to like it? They going to love it? Are they going to relate to it, you know? And for the most part, now it's like, you know, everything that I've heard is a good response. And it's very relatable. Most people be, most people are afraid as rappers to express the way that they feel. Nowadays, you know, you get the auto-tune, the singing, and a lot of a lot of that, even though they call it rap. And it's not really rap. It's something else. So for a rapper to be able to express themselves the way that I did on this, it's a little different, and the, the reaction that I get is good. So I'm happy. You know, that puts me in a happy place. Yeah, give me your top five off Sex, Love, and Heartbreak. Top five. The intro. Midwest Swang. Another one. Floating Away and Love Cry. Top five favorite rappers. Tupac. Biggie. Jay. Nas and J. Cole. Top five best rap albums. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Tupacalypse now Are you still down? Mm, hold on Forest Hills Drive Stillmatic And uh, What was that? With no, with Notorious Thugs uh, That's 10 That's Life After Death Yeah Life After Death Last question in the interview is what artist inspired you the most? Three. And that would be Tupac, Nas, and J. Cole. All right. 
It's Talking with Maserati. That's your boy, Stupid Bars. September 27th is mixtape drop. Sex, Love, and Heartbreak. Go get it now on all digital platforms. Download that shit. Comment, share it. 